The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey, y'all. We're rerunning two episodes today. Enjoy the show. Hi again. Welcome to This Day in History class, where history waits for no one. The day was June 27, 1912. Eustace Edward Ricardo Braithwaite was born in Georgetown, British Guyana, now Guyana, to Charles Eduardo and Elizabeth Martha Braithwaite. Braithwaite is best remembered for his book, To Sir With Love, a memoir about teaching in the East End Working Class District of London. Braithwaite was a teacher, a pilot, a social worker, and a diplomat, and his writing addressed racism and discrimination. Both of his parents graduated from Oxford University, his mother with a degree in history and his father with a degree in engineering. His father was a gold and diamond miner. Braithwaite grew up as a part of the emerging Black middle class in British Guyana. He attended Queen's College in Guyana, a notable high school. And in 1940, Braithwaite began studying at the City College of New York. He worked at an oil refinery in Aruba, then moved to Britain. But soon he joined the Royal Air Force, where he served as a pilot during World War II. After the war ended, Braithwaite went on to attend the University of Cambridge, where he got his master's degree in physics in 1949. 
Braithwaite was planning on pursuing his career in engineering once he graduated, but he had a lot of trouble finding work, as employers were rejecting him because of his race. He said in his autobiographical book, Reluctant Neighbors, making plans on the half-realized dream of achievement as a physicist, dreaming, then the bitterness of seeing the dream whittled away, bit by bit, day by day, into weeks and months, until the only place on the whole arid horizon was a mangy schoolhouse beside a bomb-racked, rotting graveyard in a smelly classroom with 46 foul-mouthed youngsters. White English youngsters. After striking out on getting a job in engineering, he took a teaching position at a school in the East End of London. Britain was still recovering from the devastation the war had caused, and the East End was seriously affected by poverty, crime, overcrowding, dangerous working conditions, and poor sanitation. Most of Braithwaite's students were white, and he was the only Black teacher on the faculty at St. George's. The school was progressive, but the students were unruly, and Braithwaite faced many difficulties there. Still, he grew to love teaching at the school. His experiences at the school inspired him to write the book To Sir With Love, which was published in 1959. The book is about Ricky Braithwaite, a Guyanese teacher in London's East End. In the book, Ricky struggles to encourage the undisciplined working-class students and gets feelings for a white teacher. To Sir With Love tackled issues of race and class in London, and it was adapted into a movie starring Sidney Poitier in 1967. In 1958, Braithwaite left his teaching position and began working as a welfare consultant with the London County Council, specializing in working with immigrant families from the Caribbean. His experience in this job led to his second book, Paid Servant, a report about welfare work in London, which was first published in 1962. Paid Servant is about his experiences in finding foster homes for children of color. Braithwaite wrote more books over the course of his life, including A Kind of Homecoming, which is a memoir about his journey to West Africa, Choice of Straws, which is a mystery novel, and Reluctant Neighbors, a book about a Black man and a white man who interact on a train ride. Braithwaite's book, Honorary White, A Visit to South Africa, talks about the relationships between Blacks and whites in South Africa. He wrote it after the ban on his books was lifted in the country, and he visited South Africa as a so-called honorary white, which granted him more privilege than Black people there. But beyond his writing, Braithwaite was also a diplomat. He was a human rights officer for the World Veterans Federation, an education consultant to UNESCO in Paris, the first permanent representative of Guyana to the United Nations in New York, and Guyana's ambassador to Venezuela. He also taught at New York University and was a writer-in-residence at Florida State University and Howard University. After he turned 100 years old in 2012 and went back to Guyana, he was given the Cacique's crown, the country's highest honor. He died in December of 2016. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Get more notes from history on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at T-D-I-H-C podcast. And if you have not yet listened to another show that I host called Unpopular, you can get it wherever you listen to this day in history class. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a podcast that brings you a little nugget of history every day. The day was June 27th, 1844. Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism and leader of the Latter-day Saint movement, was murdered alongside his brother Hiram by an angry mob in Carthage, Illinois. At the time of their killing, they were incarcerated at Carthage Jail, awaiting trial for charges of treason, inciting riot, and destruction of the press. In March of 1830, Joseph published the Book of Mormon, which he claimed was a sacred text that contains writings of ancient prophets who lived on the American continent. In the book, Jesus Christ appears in the Americas not long after his resurrection. By the time of Smith's death 14 years later, the Latter-day Saint movement had tens of thousands of followers known as Mormons. In 1831, Smith proclaimed that God had designated Western Missouri as the place where Zion would gather in anticipation of Christ's second coming. This New Jerusalem was supposedly the city of independence in Jackson County, Missouri. During the 1830s, Smith sent out missionaries and published revelations, growing his follower base. The growing Mormon population in Missouri caused tensions and eventually episodes of violence with non-Mormon residents. In 1838, Mormons and non-Mormons went up against each other in the Missouri-Mormon War after they clashed in elections at Gallatin. 
In October of that year, Missouri Governor Lilburn Boggs issued Missouri Executive Order 44, also known as the Mormon Extermination Order. He said that, quote, the Mormons must be treated as enemies and must be exterminated or driven from the state if necessary for the public peace. Their outrages are beyond all description. Mormons were subsequently expelled from the state of Missouri, and Smith and the Mormons moved to Illinois, finding a new home at Nauvoo. By 1844, several people who were dissatisfied with Smith had left the LDS church. Along with some non-Mormons in the Nauvoo area, they founded the Nauvoo Expositor, a newspaper that published a single issue on June 7th. The paper criticized Smith for practicing polygamy and claimed that he had tried to marry other people's wives. Smith and the Nauvoo City Council declared the paper a public nuisance and had the Expositor and its printing press destroyed. The destruction of the Expositor led to a huge uproar against the LDS. People made violent threats against Smith and his followers. Many had already denounced Smith for acting as if he were above the law, but critics sought legal charges against Smith for destruction of the press, including charges of treason and inciting riot. Warrants went out for Smith's arrest. On June 18th, Smith declared martial law and called on the Nauvoo Legion, a city militia. But after briefly fleeing into Iowa territory, Smith returned and surrendered. The Smith brothers were transported to Carthage, the seat of Hancock County, where they were immediately charged with treason against the state of Illinois for declaring martial law in Nauvoo. Joseph, Hiram, and some of their friends were put in a second-story cell at the Carthage jail and held there until they could be tried. An anti-Mormon local militia called the Carthage Grays was assigned to protect the Smiths. There were reports of several threats being made against Smith by militia members, but the governor dismissed them. And on the afternoon of June 27, 1844, a mob of between 100 and 200 armed men stormed the Carthage jail, their faces painted black with gunpowder. A mob member fired a shot through the door, striking Hiram in the face and killing him. Smith used a pistol that was smuggled to him to shoot his attackers, reportedly wounding some of them. Smith then made his way to the window, at which point he was shot several times from the doorway and from outside the window. He fell to the ground outside the jail. There are conflicting reports on whether Smith was dead when he hit the ground or died shortly thereafter, but the mob soon dispersed. John Taylor and Willard Richards, other Mormons targeted in the attack, survived. Joseph and Hiram were buried in Nauvoo. Mormons condemned Governor Ford for neglecting to take the malicious threats seriously and suspected him of being party to the plot. Ford denied this, but later he did write that it was good for the Mormons to have been driven out of the state. The death of the Smith brothers caused turbulence in the Latter-day Saint movement and in the line of succession. Today, the LDS Church reports a membership of more than 16 million. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them to us at thisday@iheartmedia.com. You can also hit us up on social media. We're at TDIHC Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.